You're listening to Walk It Out with Trisha Goyer, where we discover what it looks like to follow God and be swept away on the journey of a lifetime. Author of over 70 books, mom of 10, yes, 10, homeschooler and speaker, Trisha Goyer will explore what radical obedience to God's word looks like. It's time to hear from God lovers who've dared to say yes. Listen in to heart-to-heart chats and learn how others overcame doubts and fears. Discover how God used ordinary people to impact others one step at a time. If you're ready to get radical, get going, and make a difference in this world, you're at the right place. Here's your host, prolific writer, world traveler, people lover, and mega nap taker, Trisha Goyer. Well, today at Walk It Out, I'm chatting with my friend Kathy Lip about her soon, very soon to be released book, Ready for Anything. Kathy's a national speaker, podcast host of Clutter Free Academy, and best-selling author of The Husband Project, which is so good, um, Clutter Free and Overwhelmed. She and her husband, Roger, live in California and are the parents of four young adults. So welcome, Kathy. Trisha, thanks so much for having me on. It's always fun to get to chat with you, no matter you know, what the circumstances. Exactly. And I know that um, Ready for Anything, they're upping the release. So the Kindle yeah. version is going to be ready April 7th. Right. Two months early. So yeah, because everybody else is talking, how do I fill the time? I'm like, ah, um, we figured out how to fill the time. We're going to launch a book two months early. Yay. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. I was thinking about this. So I think you're a prophetess because, okay, all of a sudden you start doing clutter free and then that Marie, what's her last name? Condo. Yeah. Yeah. It comes out and that becomes the big thing. And then then you're working on ready for anything and we have a pandemic. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so just let's be clear, the word pandemic does not show up in this book. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, the, the basis of the book is we don't know what the crisis is going yes. to be. So we have to be baseline ready for anything that may come along. So we talk about things like, you know, earthquakes, tornado, that kind of thing. But what your most common uh, crisis is going to be something like a job loss or somebody right. getting your family. So we wanted to say, okay, how do you be prepared on all fronts without being overwhelmed? That's yeah, what and it I, is. And I want to talk about that too, because my teens, like the last two months, which is so hilarious, they were into the, that show Doomsday Preppers. Yes. And so they would sit there and watch the Doomsday Preppers who have like 10 years worth of canned food and right. gold mint and I mean, yeah. all this stuff. And I, they were like, mom, we need to start prepping. And I'm like, it's just was so over the top to me. Right. Right. And then this happens. My daughter's like, see, I see, told mom. you. <laughs> so for your daughter's sake, let me just say this. I really feel like there's a place of faith and wisdom between mm-hmm. just trust God and 10 years of baked beans. Right. Like, there's a place where we can live a normal life. We don't have to have an arsenal of guns. We can, we can, and, and not that, uh, you know, I shouldn't have said anything about guns because that, that has nothing to do with this, but right. we don't have to prep out of fear, but mm-hmm. we can say, I want to, I'm not panicked. I'm prepared. And so um, what, what this all is, is just saying, okay, so we're going to, we're going to use wisdom. And I say that, you know, 95% of the ideas in the book are just common sense. And there's 5% yeah. that does feel a little doomsday prepper-ish. But it's, it's, I've taken the things that really, like, the Red Cross says to do, that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that everybody, you know, the CDC says to do, those people who know what they're talking about, 
that's who I'm listening to when it says, how do we be prepared? Yeah, and really, it is preparing without obsessing about it. Because they're, the, yes. like, the doomsday prepper, they're obsessed about it. And it's right. all this fear-driven, like, this is how we're going to keep the hordes of people from coming to get our cans of beans. Yes. <laughs> like, they're obsessed. But I also know, I, I want to talk about the house fire. Because I think you had a wake-up call oh. that really made you think of, like, okay, we need to do something differently. And I laughed out loud about the yeah. dog and the kid thing. So you yes. got to share that story. So... We were, both Roger and I were working at home, just at our desk, and we hear somebody yelling, fire, 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 and pounding on our doors. And I'm like, Roger, we've got to get out of here. So we we run downstairs, we grab our dog, who is a 38-pound puggle, Jake, and we go and we stand on our front lawn. And we lived in townhouses at the time. And so um, next door to us, we could see that there was some smoke happening, but two doors down, what, there were like flames coming out. It looked like something from backdraft. Oh I, my it word! Was so terrifying. So um, we're standing out on the lawn. Our next door neighbor, who we hadn't even met yet, they had just moved in like three days before, and their door was closed. And so the fire department comes, and they're working on the first house. And I look at Roger, and I said. Jeremy didn't come home from school, did he? Now, Jeremy um, had just started his first day of college and was going to college locally and was also working at a supermarket there. And so we didn't know his new schedule. And Roger said, no, we would have heard him if he'd come up. And just in the middle of that sentence, Roger starts running back into the house. Mm. And about 30 seconds later, Roger comes out of the house. I'm like, oh, thank God. But then Jeremy comes out right after him. And so Roger likes to remind people that he ran into a burning building to save his son. But it's pretty hard to get past the fact that we grabbed the dog in a burning <laughs> building and left our kid. And, you know, it's it's so funny because he came home. He was he was sleeping like only a teenage boy can sleep, you know, like right. one seat above coma. But that so perfectly illustrated how many things, how many poor choices we made in an emergency. Mm-hmm. And I like to think, you know, the best time to plan for an emergency is before it happens. But guys, we're in the midst of one right now. So, right. like, how do we make the best of it? And then the thing is, for most of us, we're not in a panic mode. For most of us, our best decision is to sit on the couch and want net- watch Netflix and try to mm-hmm. figure out what we're having for meal number six today. I mean, that's... <laughs> Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just ridiculous. But to this is a great time now to say, okay, so we don't know how long we're going to be indoors. We don't know mm-hmm. how long we're going to be in shelter in place. What can I do now to prepare for the rest of this crisis and the next one to come? So yeah. that's really how we're, sh- you know, we're just shifting it. Everything in the book applies. It's just we're preparing amidst a pandemic instead of before or after right which yeah and I, I love how after the fire you started taking small but smart steps right um you know yeah. just putting clothes in your car like so talk about some of that first and then I want to definitely get to the like the three two three and that sort of thing but just start with those small steps because when I was reading the small steps I'm like uh this is so obvious but I've done none of them <laughs> 
right. none and, of, and, and we have all these people in the house. <laughs> but here's the thing. Most people haven't. And it's mm-hmm. not because we don't care about our families or we're not forward thinking. There are just so many immediate things we need to do. But these are just small habits that don't take any time away from us. And just small steps that we can put into place to say, hey, in case something happens. And mm-hmm. So so I'm going to tell you the steps and I'm going to tell you how this has already helped somebody that has read the book. So, you know, today, if there's a fire, we have a plan. You know, we know to grab all the family members, um, (laughs) all the human ones, um, the the firebox. We have a little firebox that has all of our important stuff. And if we can't grab it, it's probably going to be okay in the midst of the fire. But we have everything in the firebox. So that's important. Our shoes, which are always in the same place. So I put my shoes at night. I just put a pair of shoes by my bedside. And, um, you know, we put them in the same place every night so they're easy to find. Because it, in one of our cases, uh, the an earthquake, you could have a lot of glass coming down. Mm. So I also have a pair of shoes that I never wear under the bed. So if glass comes down, I learned this from Rochelle Gardner, who's my agent, because she was part of uh, earthquake in Southern California. They She put shoes under her bed now so that it, any glass can fall in them. But I have a pair of shoes that's just out if I need to. And those are out also if I need to take the dog out in the middle of the night, something like that. Um, right. Our cell phones are always charging and they're always in the same place, which is on my desk or next to the side of my bed. Uh, my wallet and Roger's wallet are by the front door. The dog leash is hanging by the front door. Cause let me just tell you, holding a 38 pound dog for a half an hour, not fun. And the, the keys are by the front door. Like it's those little things. And then we have a few other things. And this is where it starts to seem a little stranger, but stay with me. You know, we have a small stash of emergency clothes in our car. Um, all of our computer files are backed up continually to the cloud. So we're not going to lose anything, right. even if we lose our computers, which I have. Mm-hmm. Um, we have our neighbors have our phone number. And <clears throat> so, excuse me, so that they can uh, contact us in case of emergency. And we have one neighbor that has a key. Uh, if there was a fire again, we know to leave the front door open. That's what firefighters want you to do. So that they can go in and check, they'll go in and check for human beings. But also we have a cat. So the cat can find her way out in the midst of a, a crisis. Right. Um, and we, again, we check every room for humans. Now, I asked one of my friends to read and endorse this. And uh, she read it and she took some of the steps. And one of those things was to get um, some clothes in her car. Well, sadly her daughter was in a car accident unfortunately her daughter is just fine but she was able to just jump in the car with her wallet her keys and go straight to the hospital because she had clothes in her car that she knew she would be there for at least a couple of nights and so it's things like that it's taking the decision out of the panic and putting it you know it's planning instead of panic which i like Yeah, as I, as you're going through the list, and as I was reading this, I'm like, I haven't driven for two weeks. I don't even know where my car keys are in my house. Right, like, I, I right. could probably, I need to find where I put my car keys two weeks ago when I set them down <laughs> somewhere. Because I haven't left the house in two weeks. Right. And so, so having a place where that those could hang, so you know where they are all the time. 
because I mean we've all done it. We have a little we're we're in an interesting circumstance right now because we just sold our house in San Jose. We have um, a red house our red house retreat up in the mountains, but it was snowed in because it's never just one disaster. That's something. Yeah. Just one disaster. So we couldn't get to our red house. So we are actually living at my mom's house right now. And one of the first things my mom did, because she's this kind of person, she did not raise this kind of person, but she's this kind of person. She put a glass bowl by the front door for my husband and I to put our keys and our wallets in. Like, oh, that's wow. how she thinks, but that's not how I think. And I think it skips generations. I really do. Right. Oh, that's so good. Okay. So then those are small sets, which... I love them and I'm I'm just like okay yes we're going to do this and this this is going to be good for me and the kids to do mm-hmm. just to prepare which I want to talk about more of that later but let's go to the bigger um planning of the 323 three. yeah so what we just talked about really does help in the 323 three. and so let me tell you what the 323 three is 3 um 3 days worth of food clothes whatever if you had to leave your house in an emergency so we're all like, oh, we have that. No, I'm saying have it all together in mm-hmm. a backpack or something and either have it in your car or someplace where you can grab it easily. And so we have a couple of backpacks where we've got that together. Um, two, two weeks of food and water and power if you have to shelter in place, which people are saying, why would you need that much? Well, first of all, the um, Red Cross says that's the minimum to you are to have in your house at any time and to let's just say pandemic like i i didn't want to be right tersha i did not want to be right but in this case i happen to be and that and by the way this is not shaming for anybody who didn't have that we're right. all learning together we're all figuring this out and then the last three is three months worth of emergency finances. So I'm not saying you have three months of regular finances where you can pay your mortgage. No, I'm like three months of could I survive mm-hmm. and just, you know, enough money to survive. And some people would say, well, that's not enough. And I'm like, well, it's a great place to start. Right. So that's what I want for you is three to three. So the beautiful thing is, if you have your three-day, what we call a bug-out bag, that means you also have three days worth of food that you could put towards your two weeks. Mm-hmm. So you only then need an ad- additional 11 days. But if you have that bug-out bag and you have your two weeks worth of food and water, then that means that's two weeks worth of food expenses you don't need to worry about for your three months. So they all interconnect there. So that you are able to, you know, it really is easier to get to those places than you might originally think. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I'm saying right now, welcome to my world mm-hmm. because I'm, I work from home. John works from home. Right. We homeschool our kids and we buy in bulk. Right. <laughs> so the, right. The, out of all this, I did have the two week supply of food, not water though, which is, yeah. I'm like, okay, we need to start working on the water because we go to Sam's club and buy the, you know, 20 pounds bag of rice and right? all this stuff because we have so many people and yes. but it's just good to have all those things and even when everyone was running to the store I kind of looked around I'm like well I guess we could go get another gallon of milk but we had a lot of food already because I just like to have that because we have so many people to feed yeah it was so funny you know I went um to the I went to Costco uh like at the end of February and the guy said, you know, I, bought, I bought the Costco toilet paper because it's septic 
friendly for the red house. So that was what I needed. And he, uh, I was buying all the stuff and he says, are you stocking up? And I'm like, no, 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 this is just, this is how we live. We have people right. come and stay for a week and this is how much food and toilet paper we need. But we didn't have to go and panic buy at the last minute. You know, we right. had the stuff. And here's the thing, guys, if you were not in that position, I get it. You know, I get why you went and bought the toilet paper because we did not have instructions mm-hmm. from our government on exactly what to do. So you do what you know to do. But if you have that two weeks worth of food and water, the beautiful thing is you can make decisions without being in a panic place. And you're going to make smarter decisions when you do. Yeah. And I think sometimes you think, well, we'll just order from Amazon or this and that. I mean, Amazon's been flooded. Yeah, um, you they can't haven't order been from their fresh right now. I tried ordering from their fresh. I could yeah. order anything that wasn't fresh. Right. Yeah, yeah, so that I mean, all the things that we think, well, we'll just do this or we'll just do that. Well, that might not be an option. Um, right. It was so interesting. I think it's probably probably about five years ago now. We had a snowstorm in Little Rock, which it never snows. Like the town shuts down <laughs> when it mm. snows. But uh, we had uh, our older son and his wife were visiting. They lived in Montana at the time, and we had grandkids and our little kids. It was before we adopted the teens, but um, the power went out. Mm-hmm. And the power was out for five days. And so all of a sudden you have all these uh, foods with, re- you know, with all the refrigerators and freezers with food that we had to just give to someone because it was just going to go bad. I mean, right. we couldn't cook it all up, but we had no power. We were cold. We were in the house. John drove every home improvement store everywhere looking for a generator because we had all these people in the house. Right. He ordered one on Amazon and did the next day delivery. And it came, oh. the UPS driver in the snowstorm in Little Rock delivered a generator to our house. But that was just, that was, we were blessed in that moment because we cannot always guarantee that right. those things are going to be available. Yeah, it's so true. And trying to figure out, you know, to think through your most likely emergency before the emergency happens, it's going to give you so much peace and so much bandwidth in that, in that space. And, you know, we're, we're, Trisha, we are smarter than we know. Mm -hmm. We are, we are more equipped than we know, and we are tougher than we know. But sometimes we need to, uh, you know, when we can think about those things in advance, it just gives us a leg up and it helps us be able to love on not just our family better, but our neighbors better. Yeah. And that's what I was going to ask. That was in my questions. How can we be a good neighbor at this time? Because it's, it is so isolating. Um, right. And what we were trying to think of ways that we could reach out to our neighbors. So one day we made cookies and just doorbell ditched them. Like I texted yeah. the neighbors that we have their numbers. Like my kids are dropping off cookies. We're not going to, you know, we don't want to worry about, you know, yeah. having any contact, but we're just going to, put them on the door and ring the doorbell, which our kids, my kids just got so excited because they were able to do something yes. from other people instead of feeling in a, in a hold up. And then we also went through and we have a ton of board games and we thought, you know, I bet there's a lot of families that don't have some of these. And we made a list and just, again, took it around and put it on the neighbor's doorsteps. And we had some calls and my kids would just drop off board games on the neighbor's porch. But we were just trying to find ways to be a good neighbor. Just, we, we didn't have, you know, any yeah. idea of how we could help other people, but I would love to hear because not only do we want to be prepared, but if there's those that aren't prepared, like how can we help them during this time? Yeah. So I always like to look at what is your abundance? Mm-hmm. So um, 
you know, for some people, their abundance is money. And that is a beautiful abundance. And I wouldn't say Roger and I are abundant with money. You know, that's, but we, we don't have kids at home. You know, we have a little bit more um, bandwidth than the average bear. So right. who can we send money to, you know, who can we, one of the things that we are doing in this crisis, and I understand not everybody can do this. I get that. Um, is we have house cleaners that come after retreats and after Airbnb guests at the Red House. And what we've told them is don't come, but we will keep paying you. Mm. And, I, you know, I don't know how long we can do that, but we can do that right now. Right. And so look at your abundance. So is it your abundance money? Is your abundance space? Do you have um, someplace where you can, you've stored up food and you can give that to somebody else? Um, maybe you have, you know, a, a backyard that somebody else could come and run, you know, their kids could run around in or something mm -hmm. like, like, what is it that, you know, where you stay inside, but the kids can go run crazy. Um, time. Do you have extra time right now? Like my mom's retired, but my mom is also a seamstress. And so she has been sewing masks for, um, there's a very specific cover they want for emergency responders. <clears throat> excuse me and so my mom has been tied to her sewing machine sewing those masks right now so wow. time, um, money and then the other one is energy maybe you know you're living next to a senior citizen and they don't have the ability to get out and mow their lawn or you know weed or something like that that's something we can do in in social distancing that it it doesn't it doesn't um doesn't mean we need to be with other people, but we're still serving other people. Mm. And, you know, I, I feel like God put us here at my mom's house because my mom just has a heart, you know, cooking for one person is no fun. Not that you would ever know anything about that, Trisha. You, I, that's not going to be your lot in life ever. But she, every day she says, I'm so grateful that you're here cooking because mm. I would not cook for myself. And so just think, okay, so what is it that I have? And this weekend, I plan on making a bunch of meals where I can just, if we need to take something to a neighbor, because my mom knows a bunch of the neighbors around here, we're ready to rock and roll. So that we're going to stick them in the freezer because we still have power right now. So we can do that. Yeah. So really just time, money, talents, energy. I mean, there's so yeah. many things that you could think of. I love that question. What is my abundance? And I think another thing is knowledge. Um, you're sharing yeah. with all of us knowledge. And I've been get, trying to get on Facebook Lives all all of a sudden we have all these parents that are trying to teach their kids yes. at home. And I'm seen like, you. Yeah, you... don't, you do not have to be there for eight hours. Like I've just been given <laughs> tons of tips because it's all new to people. And I remember the learning curve of feeling like you're basically trying to do the, what happens at school at home. And I'm like, no, don't do that. Right. Um, so really just like encouraging people and, you know, supporting them. I, you know, I'll just post like, how can I pray for you today? And there's people are going through some really tough stuff and just, you know, sometimes writing a prayer, sending them a prayer and a private message. I mean, just letting them know that you care about them. That yeah. really, really makes a big difference. It's, it's, out. you know, I, I'm trying to reach out to people that I don't normally like our old neighbor in San Jose. She is older and I know she lives by herself and I just, you know, what do you need? How can I help? And for her, it was just knowing that somebody cared and mm -hmm. we were perfectly willing to, we were perfectly willing to drive out to San Jose and open up trunks and slide toilet paper or whatever she needed. And she didn't need anything, but she just needed to know somebody cared about her. 
yeah, my neighbor, they just moved in probably four or five months ago and they're, um, a couple, you know, they're, all their kids are grown and she just texted me yesterday. I'm running to the store. Do you need anything? And I didn't, mm. but I'm like, that meant so much to me that right. she would just text me and ask. That was a huge thing. Um, so just letting you know that people do care about you and, um, you know, when my kids took her, her cookies, she was, they were so excited. It's just, you know, we just need to love on each other. Well, and, you know, the thing that keeps coming up is we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. this is the great equalizer. And we all have to behave in the same way to take care of each other. And so to to know that we are surrounded by good people for the most part mm-hmm. is kind of yeah. a beautiful thing. Yes, it just reminds us, yeah, that, that we're surrounded by good people. Um, okay, so let's talk about God's word in this. Because <laughs> I know uh, it can, we can just let it, the fear fill us. And if we watch the news and read all the reports and see the map as this virus is spreading, and we can get filled with fear. And I know that uh, we don't need to do that. So how can we just turn to God during this time? I think one thing is to have one verse that you memorize. And you're like, okay, this is this is my verse that I'm calling on right now. And it's so interesting. And you'll see this, at least what I've seen. I've never memorized John 14, 27 before. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your heart be troubled and do not be afraid. Now, I I love the last part, you know, do not be afraid. That doesn't mean that you don't experience fear. Right. But God is saying, I don't want you to sit in the fear. I don't want you to be defined by the fear. And so, uh, and that we don't have to have the same level of peace, which sometimes feels like not enough, as the world does. And so we can experience this in a different way. So really saying, okay, this verse is what I am clinging to. And I am putting it on my post-it notes. I'm putting it on my mirror. And just reclaiming God's truth in all of this. And, you know, it was interesting. One of my friends posted uh, a meme that said, you know, I always said I'd get my house super clean if I had time. Obviously, time wasn't the problem. (laughs) And I love that. I love it. So, you know, I'll get back to reading my Bible when it has the time. So here's what I would say is don't read your Bible out of obligation. Yeah. That's God is calling us to do right now, but go to God's word and find the places where he has, he has put comfort in his word. He has put wisdom and go and seek that out. That's what we need to be looking for right now. It's not, okay, I'm going to do my check mark and get my 15 minutes a day. No, I'm going to find the places where God's speaking specifically to me. And even if you just Google Bible verses about fear, if that's where right. you're at, yeah. or Bible verses about patience, whatever that is, that's what, do that and start to really imbibe those. Oh, so good. You know, my verse of the year and my word for the year, I don't know if you do that, but it was recount, which is kind of a weird word. Um, yeah. But Psalm 9-1 was give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. Mm. I will recount your wonderful deeds. And God knew it was coming. I'm like, okay, give thanks with my whole heart and I you know my whole heart needs to be thanking him and not being filled with fear but recounting his wonderful deeds you know just going over and over again like God you have shown up you've provided for us you've taken care of us you know I'm, we have my grandma who's 90 in the house yeah and then one of our daughters has an autoimmune disease and so her immune system is like 
she is not healthy normally. So this would be really bad. And I could almost be filled with fear, but it's like, no, God, you have always taken care of us. You've always Mm. provided for us. And we just have, I mean, we're, of course we're going to be diligent and do the best we can, but I will thank you with my whole heart. And that is just the verse that I have um, been clinging to that God gave me at the beginning of the year when I was just praying about like, what's my, and that word popped in my mind, which is not a very common word. No, it's really not. But isn't that interesting how God presses things into our heart and says, you don't know why you need it now, but you, it, it will be revealed. Yeah. Oh, so good. Okay. Um, we're, we've been talking all these wonderful things about how we can prepare. And I know with kids, I mean, I get asked all the questions throughout the day, like what happens if we get sick and you know, how many people are going to die? I mean, they're just, in which I'm just answering their questions and helping them and trying to encourage them. But I love how, you know, you suggest we could also get our kids involved in preparing, not out of fear, but just in prepping. And you, you have a five day homeschool um, curriculum that can go with this. So let's talk about this and let's talk about the pre-order and everything that you have for this book. So I love what Zondervan did here. They said, we basically want to make this book as free as we possibly can. So we're going to, we want to load up with all this curriculum, all these good things. And what we want to do is give so much away that ordering the ebook or the print book is, is, is going to seem inconsequential to all you're going to get. So right. what favorite resources that we did was a five-day family curriculum for crisis preparation. Mm-hmm. And so this is not to scare your kids. This is to equip your kids. Right. And so we're giving plans for water. How do you prep for your water? Food, your first aid kit, um, you know, all the things that your family needs to be pre- prepared for no matter what. And so um, if you if you pre-order the book and we'll, we've got a page where you can go in and put in your receipt number, so you'll get that five-day curriculum. Um, you also get our course, uh, Kickstart to Clutter Free, which is, we say it's 14 days, 500 things, no mercy. Because so many people, I, I really believe at the end of all this, Trisha, people are going to value space more than stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then we also have this really fun uh, cookbook it's cooking in a crisis two-week meal plan and if whenever you order the book you get um seven chapters that i feel like are really really important for us right now in the midst of covid19 that can help you right now so you get those seven uh seven chapters immediately oh good okay yeah so we've got all sorts of fun stuff and it really is fun i know that sounds crazy in the midst of all this but it's really fun stuff. Right. And I think in the midst of this, like you said, I love how you said it's not to scare our kids, to no. prepare your kids. Like this is going to be, um, this can be positive memories that we yes. are taking together. Um, and I'm already enjoying the extra time that I have with my kids because we're not running to baseball and therapy yeah. and all these things that we do. Not that those things were bad, but no. we do have more time. So I've been playing catch with my little guy in the yard and yeah. my daughters and I started watercolor painting and all these things. But our kids, they can tell if we're stressed and overwhelmed or they can tell if we have a peaceful heart and just want to prepare and we could cook together. I mean, all these sorts of things. It really is up to us to kind of guide their faith and um, encourage them during this time. And I love that we can help them and we can all work together to prepare. And even the clutter-free thing, um, you know, I've been doing, my bookshelves 
Kathy are so much better after talking to you. I'm like giving away stuff. Yeah. But I'm like, we can go through so many parts of our house and then going back to how do we love our neighbor? I'm sure there's neighbors out there that would love extra clothes, extra books, extra things that Mm -hmm. we have um, that they can use right now. Well, And even just setting up a a point in your garage saying, here's where we're putting all of our donations and when we can, yeah, putting aside a point in our garage so that we can just, uh, when it's time to go back to donations, we can do that. So, uh, but put them in black bags so you're not tempted to go through the stuff again. Uh, Yeah, I would have to do that with my kids' toys, like hide them in black bags. Otherwise, all of a sudden, that's their favorite toy that they've loved forever. And they haven't played with it for three years. They haven't seen it for seven years. Yep, exactly. Okay. So, um, why don't you go ahead and share the website where um, they can find more information and then we'll have all the links to the pre-order and everything um, in the show notes too. Yeah. It's kathylip.com. And if you just go, you know, kathylip.com slash RFA and uh, we will get, we will get you to the right page and get you everything you need. Oh, perfect. Well, Kathy, thank you so much for being here. Um, I know it has helped me. It's going to help me and my kids prepare. I'm super excited about that five-day family preparation guide that we can do. Um, It's going to be great. But I just really appreciate you, and I just appreciate how God is using you and just even used you to prepare ahead of time so you can help us to prepare. Oh, well, it is so much fun to be on with you. And I love that you get it. And I just, I love that we're sharing this with your audience so that they can get it too. And our kids can feel prepared, not scared. That's absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Kathy. Thanks. I am so thankful for that time with Kathy and what I love. First of all, she is both wise and funny. I mean, how often do we have someone like that that can just remind us of things that are important, that encourage us to take positive steps to prepare and to provide for ourselves and our families and our neighbors, but she does it with humor. And I just love that so much. And I know that you're really going to appreciate her book, Ready for Anything. Now, the ebook version is released early on April 7th. They pushed it up a couple months early just so that the book can get out there and can really start helping people. And what I love is the takeaway that Kathy said, it's not just about us helping ourselves, but really looking to see what we have that can help other people, that can encourage other people. Um, Just this last week, we are having difficulties in the grocery stores because we're a huge family. We still have, you know, 10 people living in our house And we go to the store and we could get one gallon of milk or one package of this or that. Um, Just a couple days ago, my girl's cheer coach emailed or texted me and said, hey, I picked up an extra gallon of milk for you when I was at the store. And it's so amazing where, you know, a couple months ago, I wouldn't have thought like, what, why would you pick up milk? But now it's like, oh my goodness, this is the best gift ever. Cause when my husband was at the store, he was only able to get a gallon of milk and, um, she just thought of us and picked up a gallon of milk and dropped it off at our doorstep and stuff like that really makes a difference. And I just love how Kathy encourages us just to, of course, prepare for ourselves, prepare in the case of emergency, which just makes it easy or when we're going through a crisis to know that those things are taken care of, but also to 
think of other people. And I just love that so much. Like our friend Amanda did with us, just dropped off a gallon of milk. So the walk it out verse for today is Philippians 2, 4, which says, but each of you look not to his own interests, but also the interest of others. And that's what this is all about, to be ready for anything. We could also be ready for everything and everyone who needs our help at this time. And um, with my, even with my teen mom support group, our leaders are connecting with those young mamas um, who live in the inner city, who struggle enough as it is. And everyone's reaching out and calling them. Uh, just a couple days ago, one of the mentors dropped off a bassinet for one young mom. Another mentor was able to gather food for another young mom. And when we are taking care of these things, we could also look to other people around us. So maybe today that can be your prayer and just ask God, who can I reach out to who needs help and support and maybe a gallon of milk today? I know it was just a a wonderful gift to our family and you could be doing that um, for someone else today. So let me just pray for us right now. Dear God, I am so thankful that, um, first of all, you gave Kathy the foresight and the vision to work on this book that can help us all now. Um, Kathy had no idea when she started this project that this would be so needed. And I'm thankful for her publisher pushing up the release time so that we can all just have these resources to help us prepare for this time of crisis that no one expected. And that's what crisis is. We don't expect it to come. Lord, I am so thankful that you knew that um, this was coming and you prepared Kathy and that you will help each one of us. I thank you, Lord, that you will uh, lead us and guide us and protect us and provide for us in amazing ways. I pray that we not be overcome with fear, but instead be just overwhelmed with your peace, knowing that you have um, you have this all under control and that we may use this time to share your good news with others. Because we have you, Lord. We have your truth. We have your love. And there's so many people that don't have that. And I pray that in small ways and large ways, through help and service and kind words and encouragement and a smile um, and maybe even a gallon of milk, that we can bless someone today um, in your name and point others to you, Lord. I thank you so much for Kathy. Continue to bless her, bless this book. May her message of being prepared in our homes also help point others to being prepared in their relationship with you and and guiding them to you, Lord. Um, I pray for each one today who may be fearful, who may be overwhelmed, Lord, um, that you will just help them to prepare in small ways that can help them and their family today. Um, And thank you, Lord, for your peace. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, friends, remember you can always go to the show notes and it'll have all the links. Um, And Kathy does have those amazing pre-order goodies, um, free resources there. You could read the first chapter of Ready for Anything. You could download inventory sheets that help you prepare um, your pantry, your home. There's a shopping list. There's a meal planner. And there's also, if you have kids, there's a curriculum guide. Uh, There's also the Kickstart to Clutter Free e-course. Now, I was thinking... Yes, we are home. We don't have all the activities. Maybe I need to start going through and decluttering. And it's so cool. I read in our community, um, just next door loop that people were decluttering and putting stuff on their 
um, sidewalks for other people to use. And I can do that with a lot of books and probably a lot of kids clothes, a lot of uh, homeschool stuff that people might be able to use. So I'm already going to go through and start doing that. And uh, Kathy's Kickstarter course is going to be perfect for that. So um, the links are in the show notes, which is just walkitoutpodcast.com. You could also go to kathylip.com and then ready for anything book you'll find all this information, a two week meal plan for those in crisis. I mean, there's so many good things. Um, and again, just, I'm so thankful for Kathy and that she is able to help us and reach out to us during this time. Now, if you have friends or neighbors who, uh, just maybe are feeling overwhelmed, point them to this interview with Kathy, send them to walkitoutpodcast.com where they could listen and find the links to, um, get this information. Cause I think one of the things, you know, we talk about the physical needs of other people, but also just emotional needs of having a plan and making decisions and knowing what to do and knowing how to prepare. And all of us are still uncertain about the future, but, um, Kathy and these resources are able to help us during this time. So again, point them to walkitoutpodcast.com and encourage them to listen to, um, Kathy's interview. And then also just share that it's also available on iTunes and your favorite podcast app. So thank you so much for listening today. And I am praying for all of you every morning, sometimes in the middle of the night, I wake up and just start praying for friends and readers and listeners that God will just be with us during this time, that he will use us and that he will bring his peace into our hearts. And remember, um, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, and don't look for your own interests, but also the interests of others during this time. Thank you so much, friends. I hope you will be encouraged. Thanks for listening to Walk It Out. Head over to the show notes for this podcast and all past episodes at www.walkitoutpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with someone you know who can make a radical difference in the world. We love new friends. See you next time.